Thursday night, 8 p.m. You know what that means. It is time for your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. And folks, as always, we have a lot to get into tonight. We have changing channels for NXT, a big crown jewel show that is leading to war. And should we even care about Ring of Honor anymore? All that and more tonight. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. Everybody, it's Thursday night. You know what that means. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is on the air. I got Silly Sellis with me on the left side of the screen. I am Will, and we are here to break down another week of pro wrestling action. We are glad you are here with us as we get into God, Season 3, Episode 39. The count doesn't even really count because who knows? what? I think it's over 500. We know that for sure. After all yeah. these years. Sometimes the math doesn't math, but it's going to math today. It's going to math today. Something like that. We dropped his number on him at some point because it's just, it just, it gets to be too much. Cause what the hell would episode 622 mean or something? You know, you've been doing this longer than I have Celis. So <laughs> yeah. And I even lost count. I even lost count, but you know, there we're you here. Go. We're here. We are here. The guy, I don't know if any of the other guys will be joining us tonight, but you and me are here to chop up this week in wrestling, if nothing else. So, folks, let's get to it because there's not the biggest week in wrestling or anything, not the craziest week in wrestling. Lord knows last week I was here with Crab and we were talking about Ric Flair getting signed to AEW and all the drama yeah. that was creating. So there doesn't seem to be as much drama this week, but we'll start off with some big business deals going down. Because the WWE's television picture, what their new uh, TV deals are going to be for the future, it's coming into focus. Mm -hmm. It's slowly coming into focus. The dominoes are falling, and we're starting to see what the deal is. So we had already heard SmackDown is returning to USA Network next year. That was the first piece. This week, the second piece came into focus. This week, we found out that NXT will be leaving the USA Network and going to the CW, so Network TV broadcast over the air. CW becoming the home of NXT in October 2024. Don't know what night it's going to be on. It does not necessarily have to stay on Tuesdays. I think everything's kind of in play right now because technically we don't know that SmackDown's even going to be on Friday. Everything's just, you know, we know where stuff's landing, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of time between now and then. And there's still a third piece of the puzzle. That we don't know anything about yet, still. But NXT to the CW next year. Sell us uh, first impressions when you heard the news. So I was a little bit surprised, and I was teasing that any time that I hear the CW, I still think of the WB. So I just right, think right. about some of those cartoons that we grew up on the WWWB. You know, it just, it just, it still is that way for me. But to go back to the whole scope, not just with NXT moving to CW, I'm really breaking down and thinking about how the SmackDown move back to USA. Is that a good move now? Because now you're thinking everything's going to be on NBC Universal. Right. But it's not. And I'm thinking maybe SmackDown should have stayed on Fox. And even as I'm looking at commercials advertising Fox, especially during the fall football season right now, it fits so well where you got your college football highlights and talking about what's on Big Noon Saturday. Then you got SmackDown coming in with commercials about what's appearing on, on SmackDown. And it very seems, I mean, it seems very sports eccentric with it. And then you have your Sunday NFL uh, action that's taking place. I really thought that Fox did a great presentation for SmackDown. So I'm wondering, as WWE is using this, what are they trying to use NXT and SmackDown for? Because when I look at USA, 
I think it more dramatic things, you know, or maybe mm -hmm. some comedy things. I don't see it as sports. Now, when you bring SmackDown back to USA, you're thinking it's going back to that dramatic or comedy role and not necessarily sports. However, the CW is trying to increase their sports uh, tickets where you now have the ACC for college football, right. college basketball that's being broadcast on the CW. Are you using that avenue for NXT now? And it's going to be very interesting to see the, the broadcast, how it's set up, the, you know, the commentary, you know, the graphics that's with it. Is it going to be more sports essential or is it going to go back to see like as part of those networks that CW have where, of course, they just went through their whole superhero phase. But are you going to make it more dramatic for that? Um, it's just going to be interesting to see. In addition, now, and I know we'll talk about this probably a little bit later, it's rumors now that AEW actually got a pitch to bring mm -hmm. one of their programs onto the CW and they didn't even want to have a meeting with it. But then WWE takes it. So what are you really trying to bring up with the CW? And I'll even add this as the last before I shift it to you. Within the last like four months, YouTube TV has now brought the CW from an app on those channel. Now you see it as live over the air service, just like you do if you had an antenna. But CW has now brought that to YouTube TV where you just don't look at it as an app and say, okay, let me get some content. It's actually a live running channel again. So it's just very interesting to see how they're going to use CW moving forward. Yeah, from what I've been hearing, the last, I guess, year or so, the CW has started this move to transition from mm -hmm. all their dramatics, all their DC properties, because it was all wrapped up, all yep. your Arrowverse and all that, and your Flash and all that stuff. That's all, for the most part, wrapped up, because that become kind of like their cornerstone, is all their DC Absolutely. Properties. And now they're trying to morph into a heavy sports presence, apparently. Mm -hmm. So they already got the ACC. Um, they, they picked up Live Golf when that took mm -hmm. I remember they had that on there. I didn't hear much about it, but yep. that was one of their big moves that they were going to be the home for live golf in the States. Absolutely. Now making the move with WWE, getting NXT on there. Interesting move. Now NXT is, you know, supposed to be the third brand, the developmental brand. You know, I think the idea is that, you know, it's supposed to skew younger, the younger talent, you know, your Roxanne yep. Perez is and all yep. that, the younger folks. So that plays into how the CW used to be, where it was more like the kind of teen drama channel and stuff. Absolutely. So I'm curious how they're going to do it. It's like you said, is it going to be sports centric? Are they going to like want to crank up the drama on it? I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of time between now and next year to kind of get an idea of what would NXT look like on the CW. And also with it coming off USA, mm -hmm. I my initial impression, you know, the first thing I thought of when I saw SmackDown going off of Fox back to USA. When we talked about it the week that news happened, my first thought was this might be NBC universal wanting to get all the WWE Everybody. properties under yes. the umbrella, get them all there. Eventually maybe get all the next day rights on Peacock, all yep. that stuff and get it all under one thing. And so now it's like, Oh, well, they're not going to have NXT now. Yep. So getting that off Tuesday, which once I thought about, it, I was like, okay, if they're still trying to keep everything else, that would be three nights of wrestling in prime time on their channel. And I don't think they want USA to get the, the, I uh, become known as essentially the wrestling channel mm -hmm. for three nights out of the week. That's their prime time lineup. So I think their thinking was probably, we got SmackDown back. If we're interested in keeping raw and I hear they are. And I, I, I raw is a whole nother different can. Yeah, that's yeah. But like, but yeah, that's a whole different can of worms, but still that's been, other than a couple years, they were on spike. That was where they've always been. Correct. So I'm thinking they're thinking is of the three pieces, this is the less lesser of all three. We got yep. the second, we got SmackDown back. If we have to give something up in the name of trying to keep raw, yep. NXT is what we got to take the hit on. Absolutely. And hell, apparently the rumor going around is like the CW gave something like a 70% rights increase to get NXT. So WWE's coming out big time on the money deal there. Yep. You know, yeah, obviously NXT had to be bringing in the least amount of money of the three being it's, you know, those, the smallest of the three shows and everything and the least, you know, been around the least amount of time. So mm -hmm. I'm sure it's not pulling in the rights fees of Raw and SmackDown, but still a 70% rights increase ain't nothing to sneeze at. And I like the idea of even since they lost Fox, they yep. still have something on network TV. They yep. still have yep. something on broadcast, something I thought WWE was very smart about. Yep. With the last deal they did was how they've made a point of being, we are going to have a show wherever you are. If you just got an antenna, they had SmackDown. If yep. you got cable, 
they had Raw and NXT. If you were on streaming, they on Peacock. Yep. They on all the platforms. Wherever you might be, there's something for you there from World Wrestling Entertainment. And I guess that's what they're trying to, I think, continue here is like to have a presence everywhere. So SmackDown on cable, CW going to be on broadcast still. Raw is the third piece of the puzzle now. What the heck is going to happen with Raw? And my thought is this, you know, that's obviously the biggest piece, mm-hmm. the carrot that they can probably get the most money for because mm-hmm. it has the longest track record. There's all this talk now, you know, with the new ownership that, you know, they're, they're not married to Monday night. And I'm just like, my God, oh, I can't no. imagine it not being on Monday. But I get the feeling the ownership is like, look, if you pay us the right price, we'll move it off Monday. I oh. think my thinking is this. A lot of people are saying, oh, they must be, they had to get rid of, they had to they grab SmackDown because they're going to lose NXT and Raw. They can't afford to keep everything. So SmackDown was like their lifeboat for USA. Mm-hmm. My guess is I think they desperately want to try and keep Raw and have SmackDown now. Have it like bookend the week, have mm-hmm. Raw on Monday, SmackDown towards the end of the week, bookend the week with it. And if they don't, my thinking is for them to leave or especially to move off on Monday, it's WWE's going to be like, look, you want us to make that move? We're willing to do it but you are going to have to pay us a princely yep. sum of money to get that to happen. I don't know. What, what, what's your, what's your thoughts on what's going to happen with raw? Where do you think it, raw is going to, that's the biggest piece of the pie here. I think it is. It is. And I was going to feedback to you in a question. I'm going to ask you that question in a second. So here's the answer to your question. First, I think you have to keep raw on Monday nights. It's just a staple where you think of Monday, you think of mm-hmm. two things if you're, you know, a sports or at least uh-huh. dramatic fan. You think about Monday night football mm-hmm. and you think about Monday night raw. Yep. Those are the two things you think about. And of course, all respect to network TV with your shows like The Voice and things of that nature, Dance with the Stars. Of course, you have your content that fits everybody. But those are your two staples on Monday night if you're that demographic who loves that content of wrestling and sports. Yep. It's those two things, it's non negotiable. But I do agree on what you say about using Monday and Friday as the bookends for wrestling. I think, in my opinion, especially what Fox has done, I actually look forward to Friday nights and coming to SmackDown. I did not like when SmackDown was on Tuesdays. I did not like when Thunder was on Thursdays. Mm. I think Monday and Friday are good bookends to do that. Now, here's another thing. You have two options of what you can do with Monday Night Raw. And I think it's the only two options you have. You can't put it on NBC because there's too much network that's coming back, especially with that the writers have their deal now and the actors have their deal now. You have to feed some content to get back into that mainstream. And wrestling is not going to do that for you. But USA is the network that NBC Universal has to make sure they keep together because it's one good primetime network that is not having a lot of content right now because all they show is reruns and movies. You mm-hmm. need to have wrestling still be on there. So I think you do the book in for Monday and Friday to be that USA. Hey, start your week with wrestling, end your week with wrestling to have your promos with that. Now, here's the kicker. I think NXT should move to Saturdays. If you put it on CW, and this is why I say you should move it on Saturdays. NXT can essentially do one of two things with AEW. You can really eliminate their AEW status show, or you might start to put AEW out of business. And we'll talk about why I think that may be down the pike, especially when we talk about these indie wrestlers. But what NXT can do, they can now be your standalone show on Saturdays. You can also use that as a precursor or pre-show to your premium live event that you do for NXT, or it could be your intro to your premium live event for WWE. And I think if you put it on that scale where it's that matinee sometimes where maybe three, four, five o'clock and you put that on right before a premium live event or naturally, if you put it at six o'clock, that's a good time that you can use that kind of beats around that football time. And if you're home on a Saturday evening before you go out, that's what you can use to do. Now, here's another thing that's interesting with that. When you think about the WrestleMania 24, 24 schedule that just came out. They're still using their Hall of Fame production on Friday night. Mm -hmm. They're still using SmackDown on Friday night. And they're putting NXT, the premium live event, before night one of WrestleMania as a a matinee event, as Mm -hmm. an early afternoon, just like last year. So if you're going to use that formula from last year to this year, continue with NXT being on Saturdays, but sometimes use it as an intro to your premium live event where they can go from the CW right to Peacock. 
Mm, okay, so I like, yeah, have it roll right into it. Like Sunday okay. Night Heat used to do back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it's almost the pre show, is the yep. live show. But yeah, I mean, you could do it. I'm not crazy about the Saturday thing, but mainly just because we've seen how that's gone for Collision. Yeah. Collision is struggling. Struggling bad. And, and hell, we called it from the jump. Yeah. That that show was going to have an uphill battle going against other pay per views, other sporting events, college football, and you know during the fall seasons, and just like I, I'm not crazy about the Saturday idea because I think it's just there's too much going on in people's lives already for wrestling yeah. to carve out a niche there. And the other thing would be assuming they have SmackDown on Friday, then you'd have Friday SmackDown, NXT Saturday afternoon, and possibly a show that night. You know, and yes. they're. they're Yes, it's it's too much all at once for my taste. Gotcha. My gotcha. my guess is NXT stays in the middle of the week. Could still be on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Hell, we may see a return of the Wednesday Night Wars for all we know. We may we may we see might. CW be like, hell, we'll put them on Wednesday. I think CW is probably going to be looking at that schedule like, you know, okay, clearly they won't have it on against Raw or anything. Yep. But probably that Tuesday, Wednesday, depending on what happens with SmackDown. You know, if that what if they stay on Friday or if they move it back, hell, SmackDown's been on Thursdays, it's been on Tuesdays, it's been, every it's night been week on Fridays. Yes, yeah, yes, and, and except Wednesday and Monday. Yeah. So, SmackDown, who knows, could move a night or so. Who knows what yeah. USA wants to do there? So, there's a lot of pieces here to figure out, I think, in the whole deal. But NXT to CW. I'm really curious how that's going to work out. And I think, I think what we've been seeing with all, you know, the main roster talent that's been involved, how Becky Lynch has been down there. And, you know, it's been like a regular thing now to have like almost like main roster guest stars on the show. I think that's only going to continue with the CW because now the show is going to have to be even more of a priority. You know, we went from the, from it being on the network to USA to now the CW it's going to have to be more of a priority, even more so than now it is. So yeah. it's going to be interesting. We've talked for years about NXT being a third brand or is it developmental? It's definitely more so developmental now, yeah. and it fits better in the ecosystem that way. I'm thinking the big thing they'll double down though on is the idea of, okay, we got to, we got to have our guest stars. We got to have our star power of people doing little tours through there from the main roster to, to spice things up. And to keep Absolutely. things interesting. But let me ask you this question, Will. Yeah. Now, I think it's a critical time right now because we're less than a year away. We're 11 months for October 2024. Right. And you think about some of the big time store stars that we thought were going to get promoted from last WrestleMania that's still down in NXT. So you right. Car- you're Carmelo Hayes, your Braun mm-hmm. Breaker. You see Trick Williams getting elevated right in front of our eyes. You even see Dijak as a nice muscle as a getting back to form, even though he was promoted to the main roster. But building his new character where it is. Do you think this is a critical time moving to the CW that you need a face for NXT? And who could that be? Ooh, it's so far out now is the main mm-hmm. thing. 11 months in wrestling these days. That's a is, long time. That is an eternity. Hell, I mean, we were just, me and Crab were just talking about one of the recent shows, how that Wembley show for AEW was just at the end of August. It was barely three not even three months ago yet it yep. feels like that was ages ago yep yep and now here we're, we're talking about okay well next october 2024 i have no idea what stuff's gonna look like but i think by then i can't imagine braun breaker still being there i can't either i can't imagine carmelo still being there i think it'd have to be some new faces but i also think you're right that they are going to have to have some signature stars mm-hmm. on there and that it, it makes me go back to this and it makes me worry because when they made that move to USA, I think one of the big problems became that's when we had the log jam yep. at the end of the black and gold era that totally turned me off to the black and gold era where you had the undisputed era. You had all four of those guys. Yep. And then you had Ciampa and you had Gargano. Yep. You had those six guys just stuck in that main event there for way too long. And it just got stale. It got played out and they were just, having them be like, these are the signature stars of NXT. No. And we're just going to mix and match them around for way longer than they needed to. Too long. And it, it burned me out on black and gold. That's what killed me on the black and gold version that had me ready for the remake to 2.0. Cause I was like, get these guys out of here. Yes. Out of here. They've been here too damn long. And that's what would worry me about this move to the CW. Do we fall into something like that again, where it becomes, 
oh, well, you know, we know Carmel Hayes is really good, but him and Trick Williams, you know, we're, they've been down here a couple of years, but we're on CW now. They got to be our signature guys. And I hope we're not here next October with that being the case. Yeah. That's the thing we got to keep on. I was like, the old rules do not necessarily apply anymore. We got totally new ownership now. Yeah. So we got a different guy at the helm in Triple H. We got Shawn Michaels running things down there. And They've done a good job since the switch over to 2.0 where it doesn't feel like it's been stagnant there. Yep. So I hope they keep that up, but I do agree that they're going to need some signature people. The best case scenario in my mind would be that between now and next October, you get some new faces in place, especially by the summer to where it's like, by the time we get there, it's like, okay, these are the new faces of NXT. Yeah. And, you know, I hope we still don't have, you know, Roxanne Perez down there. <laughs> you know, there's plenty right. of people. There, there's that handful of people like her, Kiana James, uh, Tiffany Stratton on the lady side. The three of them are ready. Yep. They're ready for the move. I hope they're not still there come next October. But you need people that are going to be at least fleshed out enough like that as new, fresh faces to be there by then. So if I'm WWE, Shawn Michaels is on the clock. And he got I'm like, look. This is your job between now and next October is to solidify some people at the top of the card that aren't the people in those spots right now. And look at look at what you just mentioned. You mentioned about 10, around 10 some odd uh-huh. names that has been uh-huh. dominated NXT 2.0. And I'm actually excited because I've been watching NXT faithfully for like the last six, seven weeks because uh-huh. the content has been great. But we're about to become up in wrestlemania season the warrior Rumble is coming up so like you said three months seems ages ago from when we had that wembley show you got a quick five months around where you literally have 10 stars you need to upload so you can replenish what this developmental art because you still have people that's on the main roster that's not being used so bring Mm -hmm. them up to see what we can do because what you know is coming soon cut cut season with the budget cuts are coming soon and you got to figure out how you're going to reshuffle these 10 stars and a possible draft that's going to take place probably before the fall season. So it's a lot of changes that you got to do. And, and to your point, you don't want to have another stale era like the end of the black and gold where it's going to be, look, okay, these are 10 stars. As a wrestling fan that I already seen for two years, yeah. I'm seeing them on CW. Nothing's changing, only the channel. That's yeah. not good. You need to do something different. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I think we nailed this one. We'll stay tuned on what is up with NXT and the CW. We're going to keep things moving tonight, folks. It's a little early for our halftime break, but I think we're going to do it here because we got more stuff to talk about. We got an indie spotlight coming up because we got to nail this Logan Easton LaRoe show one more time because that is this Saturday. So we're going to keep it moving, folks. So it's going to be an early break tonight because the NXT thing, there's nothing more really to get into on that. So when we come back, WWE Crown Jewel, we will talk about that. Roar Games is shaping up. So I think, hell, let's get into that. And then we'll do the Indie Spotlight after that. But we'll put the commercial in here to keep things moving tonight. Stay with us, folks. Your Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast will be back right after this. Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? Then you need to check out Big Old Belt Media. We're the ultimate destination for all things entertainment and media. With the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash biggoldbelt. Join the Big Gold Belt Media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow up all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just a casual like some people, Big Gold Belt Media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com. 
Welcome back, folks. Thanks for being with us here tonight. Your Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast is live each and every Thursday at 8 p.m. on all your favorite streaming platforms and drops as a podcast the following day, Friday morning, on all your favorite podcast platforms. All right, we talked about NXT. Me and Silly Cell has already chopped that up. So now let's get into the show of the last week and where we are headed in world wrestling entertainment universe i guess we had crown jewel from saudi arabia this past saturday and we are on the road to a very quick turnaround for survivor series so lots of moving pieces here but crown jewel first and foremost you know i wouldn't describe it as a you know oh my god you absolutely have to go out of your way to see this show it was you know i love the midday shows i love the vibe of them i thought it ran a little long mm-hmm. it went about three and a half hours i would have liked that closer to three but there wasn't a lot of time dragging in there in between with tons of commercials on the broadcast this time around but i, th- I would describe it as having a couple you know pretty cool matches in there nothing blow away amazing or like oh my god there was like it's all timer in there nothing like that you know, a couple matches i thought we're kind of flat just because I think the crowd was burned out, yeah. but a, a, a decent show, a decent show, a good fun afternoon show, but also nothing there. I was like, Oh my God. I don't know. That's kind of a, my, my overview of a <laughs> crown jewel. Your, 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 your initial, what are your impressions of it overall? So here's the funny thing about crown jewel. I was actually in Mexico this past week. My cousin was ah. turning 50. So I got a chance to go out of the country. First time in Mexico, loved Cancun. I um, nice. definitely want to go back. But when I tried to turn on Peacock, I couldn't watch it from, oh. from Mexico because of the rights of region lock. Yes, region yeah. locks. I couldn't watch it. However, you know, I could go through YouTube or, you know, DX just to see some highlight or bleach reports about right. what's going on. So I saw some clips of things of that nature. And I would agree from you, you know, some matches went on a little too long, in my opinion, mm-hmm. from what I could read or follow. I think some of the content was great. I am in favor of, you know, of the title change for the U.S. title, you know, but it was just the fact of I didn't see this one as a groundbreaking crown jewel as some in the recent past. But mm-hmm. I think it was a good thing to just push some stories through. Um, if I would say anything was a highlight for me, I, I think it was a highlight for uh the main event match with the with the World Heavyweight title with LA Knight, okay. or excuse me, with the WWE Universal Championship with LA Knight, it was good to see him compete in a ring, lose, and still seem strong. So I hope the push that he's getting is not rescinded a little bit just because of what you're doing with Roman's story. I hope they keep him elevated at the top some way or somehow, whether it's through pushing him or how he's going to be in the Royal Rumble, where you probably see him at the Elimination Chamber. Whatever it is, keep him in that world title area, even Mm -hmm. if the WWE Universal title is not for him. Because I was a little bit worried, even though we know he has done some things in other promotions, this was his one opportunity to make or break in front of a big hot crowd that was hot for him of how he would handle the moment. And I think he did a, a fairly good job with it, but just want to make sure LA Knight continues that trajectory of what he needs to do to move forward. So that was the biggest thing I was happy for with Crown Jewel. Um, but it wasn't really big takeaways for me in regards to how that match was or how the yeah. was, uh, uh, paper uh, premium live event was. Excuse me. Last week when we were talking about the show when Crab was on here, we talked a lot about how LA Knight, we were like, there's no damn chance he's beating Roman Reigns. No. He ain't the guy no. who's going to take down the tribal chief after all this time. But we were pretty confident that like the main thing was going to be, okay, can he at least hang with him and look good enough that yes. he gets the rub, that yes. he gets elevated to that, okay, he he, he, he can hang with these big names yep. and then be in that group right underneath, you know. Yep that next level right underneath there. And I think he pulled that off. I thought mm-hmm. they did a hell of a job with whoever's idea was to pass out all those signs on the hard game oh side God. with all the yeahs on them for when yeah. he came out. It was like, okay, that was a nice little touch to like have the crowd weigh into him and I have a hell of a visual there for like, you know, his main event moment and all this. I thought that was a tremendous idea. Yep. He, he, it was not a bad match. It was, it hung with him pretty good. It was by no, you know, this was not Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. This was not Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes at wrestlemania it wasn't that level of investment i think most everyone was like okay we we ain't gonna see a title change here i think i don't think many people were buying into that so people knew what they were getting i think the big you know thing i was kind of hanging over everyone's head was like okay how is la knight gonna 
handle being in a main event mm-hmm. on this big stage? Will he sink or swim? And how will he come out of it looking? And I thought they did a good enough job that I, my feeling last week going into it was like, I think he's going to be fine. And sure enough, I think he is going to be fine. I think he's going to, he's in a position now to be a really solid, you know, upper mid card guy. Yep. I already heard an idea today that really kind of piqued my interest for down the road. Shoot it. Can't remember who put it out there. I saw it on social media though. Someone threw out the idea of by come WrestleMania, because we have you know, one title change that happened on this show. Logan Paul is now Your our US, US heavyweight champion. champion. Yep. What about the idea of Logan Paul and LA Knight for the US title? At Mania? Maybe, I mean, maybe even before then, I don't know. But I, mean, <laughs> I would think Logan's going to have a big match on Mania. And necessarily, he doesn't need to lose the belt between now and then. But LA Knight maybe be the guy to take the US title off of Logan Paul. Big high profile match with a guy, two guys that, you know kind of are made for that spotlight and being kind of, you know, all the social media buzz it would get and all this. I could see those two working really good together. I could see it, especially see to see it it, the build I think would be really interesting because those two are made for having like those moments that would play well on social media, you know, that would work really good as like short clips that could be put online. Absolutely. And let me add to that too. So I'm going to say this, you know how I feel about this guy. <laughs> L.A. Knight is what Mr. Kennedy Uh was supposed to be. (laughs) L.A. Knight is what Mr. Kennedy was supposed to be. Started as a heel. They wanted to shift Mr. Kennedy to a face, especially with this storyline with Vince McMahon and how he was going to have that big turn. And it was in a moment like that where he was going to fall in that upper mid car and this was going to propel him to, to the top of the charts. Right now, I like it. Now, people may say, well, he just had a world title match. Why would you give him the U.S. title? This is what the U.S. title is supposed to be for. You have to make that title legitimize people to build them up to the next level. For example, what Gunther is doing to the intercontinental title, we haven't seen that since probably we were kids ourselves. And I think this is a way that it is legitimized where you have a long reign that, you know, whenever he does lose that title, it's going to skyrocket him to the world heavyweight title. And he's going to stay in that picture because he paid his dues. L.A. Knight right now is over. He is very over. But you need to have a belt around him where he can carry something so he can prove what he can do on the world title. There's no way right now he needs to be on the world title near where Roman Reigns is because he has that locked in. That is no way. But if you keep him at that higher mid card with, like you said, high profile matches, that is something that's going to continue to build his character. And let's fast forward. He can stay on that hot mid-card scene. And when it comes to money in the bank next year, mm-hmm. that may be his money in the bank to win. And instead of losing it, which is annoys me when you get the cash, uh, somebody with the briefcase and they lose it, he can actually win. And now that you have like a two or three year gap where nobody has cashed in on the male side with the big impact, he will have a rocket impact whenever he cashes in. Oh, putting some pieces in play here. You know, I, I never thought of the damn Mr. Kennedy comparison, but damn it, I can see it. Yep. I can see it. I can see it. I, I never thought of that, but it's like, you know, thinking back on his run and how it started out when he was hot yep. before the wheels came off. Yep. I can see where you're coming from with that. Interesting. I, we'll see. We'll see. I think the, the next few months for LA Knight are going to be very interesting. How he finishes out this year and how he goes into rumble season. But Absolutely. that idea of him and Logan Paul, I was like, ooh, I like that idea. I like that idea. So other stuff on the show. Um, I mentioned some matches I thought s- suffered from the crowd. EO Sky and Bianca yeah. Belair. Yeah. That match had a dead crowd until the very end. And those ladies were trying. They were working their butts off out there. But yep. God, I was sitting there. I was like, they are. God, this crowd just is not interested by that late half of the show. I think by that point, the crowd was waiting for their tribal chief to come out. It just was what it was. But I would be remiss if I didn't say that I loved the return of Kyrie Saint. Yep. I was, I was not expecting it so soon. So that was a genuine surprise. Very excited to see what they do with her, having her and EO together. And if we're putting together a little uh, possible splinter group here, if she's going to be a wedge between yep. EO and Bailey, they played up that Bailey was the one that took Kyrie out years ago when she left on her last run. So lots of possibilities there. I'm interested in how they do that. So, all right, let's shift gears to raw. 
because we got to Raw. Yeah. We knew it was coming. <laughs> we figured it was coming. It wasn't definite, but now it's definite. They announced it on during the during Crown Jewel that War Games was coming. So you knew damn well. It was like, okay, they got they got three weeks. They got to yeah. snap their fingers. They got they got to get this thing off and running that Monday night right away. And sure enough, so the show ends with a big bit. You know, Sami Zayn versus Seth Rollins in a face versus face title match on the end of the show. Judgment Day interferes. Cody Rhodes runs out. Jey Uso runs out. Adam Pierce comes out and does the whole. All right, we're gonna do war games. So didn't they have Triple H written all over how he was doing that? Oh, totally. totally. Uh-huh. I mean, they're sitting there. I'm sure they're like, God damn it, we gotta wait out this deal before we can have Regal <laughs> come out here and do it. For however much time they have left on that before Regal can can announce right. war games again. I think we're right. a few months away from that because I think that was around the end of the year that, yeah. that happened. So next year they can probably bring out William Regal. So this yeah. year was Adam Pierce, but it's gonna be Judgment Day. Against, I'm calling it Cody's corpse. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Cody's gonna have his his crew of whatever it's gonna be. Clearly, Jey Uso is gonna be involved. Uh, Seth Rollins is out there, so probably Seth Rollins, maybe Sami Zayn. You know, we'll, we'll find out what the other side's gonna be, but it's gonna be them against Judgment Day. And for the Judgment Day, it seemed like it was pretty clear. I guess we got mm-hmm. Finn, Dominic, Damian, and it seemed like JD McDonough yep. was, was the other piece of the pie so that's four right there i don't know if they're going to do four or five man teams so far in wwe's version of war games they've always done five but i wouldn't mind if it's only four yeah four i mean if they want to tighten up the show some you know it's one less cycle you have to go through of like uh people coming out there and lord knows war games has been done with teams of four and it's been done with teams of five just like survivor series it just depends on the deal i'm guessing this week they'll knock that out i think the only real thing or might be in the mix is if they want to have any mix in folks from smackdown right into it but i kind of get the feeling i don't know this for sure the feeling i get is what they might do is that the men's war games is going to just be raw it'll be judgment day mm-hmm. against cody and people from raw and then the women's war games will be smackdown Agreed. And they'll keep a brand specific that way and not mix up the sides. Agreed. That's my guess what they're going to do. Because you have Bailey and, and all them as an easy team against, like, I guess, Bianca and Charlotte probably be in that mix. And mm-hmm. I don't know who all, who all else they'd get in there. But, you know, I mean, now they have Kyrie back. It's okay. So, yeah, EO, Kyrie, Bailey. Dakota's not ready, I don't think. But uh, I think they could easily at least get to four people. If not, you, they want to do teams of four. Do you bring a wild card in? One of the biggest acquisitions that WWE has had recently? Mm, I I would not debut her in war games. Gotcha. I would not debut her in war games. You just de- you just debut Jade in a match. Gotcha. And notice it's been it's been quiet the past about a couple shows. We have and not seen Jade I think, since NXT her. since uh, NXT Halloween Havoc. Yeah. When she was, was up, the, up, up on the throne. Yeah noticeable by her absence and that's probably my thinking when something like that happens is that's by design probably oh, they probably want they probably want her a little bit out of sight item on so people suddenly will be surprised when she turns back up coming soon i would think make her but, like fandango you know hey you, you i'm not coming out you might see me but i'm gonna go right back i'm not coming yeah, yeah. Like, i'm not gonna talk whatever they want to do with it yeah so, yeah, so Survivor Series is going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. Of course, it's in Chicago. There is a ominous cloud hanging over that. If something may or may not happen, they're they're definitely doing teases with Nakamura. Yes, they're definitely doing teases where he's he's wants to be challenged by someone, and they're being very cryptic yep. and all that. So. Could be something, could not be something. I don't know. We're a few weeks away from that. We'll save the Survivor Series talk for down the road, but we are on the road to War Games is the main thing. So. I think we'll have some teams by by Monday for the Raw side. And how many about the SmackDown deal? If they're doing that with the ladies, I could see that easily being tomorrow night on SmackDown. Because they, they don't have a lot of time here. We got to get to it. And they did a lot of advertising with Kyrie Singh in the commercial about her reappearance. Mm-hmm. So you think that's got to happen. But let me add one more thing about just Raw itself. Yes. I want to say that even though, yeah, they did their setup for, for War Games, I was actually very disappointed because I thought it was a great opportunity if they would have let that Seth versus Sammy match play out the way I thought it was going to play out. Uh I wish they would have thought like the, how that opening is, you know, talk about the respect for each other. Okay. Let's do this title match. Let's do it right now on raw. We haven't seen a good title change on raw that caught people off surprise that says, let me tune into raw in a long time. I think the last time something like that happened is when Kevin Owens 
won it on Monday Night Raw when he won the Universal title. Um, when he got thrown, I think it was a triple threat match at the time when he won the, for the first time. I would have loved to see Sammy win that night, but then led to maybe some controversy with Judgment Day and things, and then build up to War Games. But Sammy be your title holder. I think it's just time for Seth to come off that reign because he doesn't need to have it as long as Roman. Going into the show last weekend, on the show last week, I was ready. I was like, Tom, it's time for Drew Mack to win that thing. Yes, I like yeah. what they've been doing with him teasing a harder edge. I could still see that coming, but I thought they were going to do it at Crown Jewel. I yeah. really did. I thought it was like time to – it's time to switch it up from Seth, but that might be – if he's going to be part of War Games and not be having a title defense there, it's probably coming. And yeah. Lord knows they are making a very big point of harping on his bad back. So yes. we might be in a position where he goes through War Games and that's the final. It's too much for him. And shortly thereafter, the title comes off him, whether <laughs> it's Damian Priest cashing in yeah. or something else. But I think I get a feeling – it's coming. And War Games might be a key part of that. Yep. Yep. We'll see. We will see. Stay tuned, folks. Survivor Series coming up in a, just about two weeks almost. God, Thanksgiving weekend is when that goes down. Let's shift gears really quick to the local scene and the Big Gold Belt Podcast Indie Spotlight. Because we've been promoting this for a few weeks. And this weekend, it's here, folks. Saturday night. VCW, Virginia Championship Wrestling, Saturday night, November 11th here in Alexandria, Virginia at the Leonard Chick Armstrong Rec Center at 25 West Reed Avenue. Why have we been promoting this show so much? It's very simple because it is the retirement match of our champion of the 1%. Logan Easton LaRue is finishing up this week. The, the, the kind of the last gasp of the Nova region of the Grappital region here for a scene that we've had for years. It's going to be a bit of a throwback night. Probably gonna be a lot of faces we haven't seen in a while going down this Saturday, November 11th at uh, the Leonard Chick Armstrong Rec Center in Alexandria. Wheeler Yuta is going to be his opponent coming in from AEW. So you got Logan and Wheeler in which I'm sure will be a hell of a damn matchup we also got nyla rose on the show coming in from aew so a couple big names coming through along with the rest of the superstars from vcw including uh boar and god all, all kinds of folks from vcw gonna be on so it's gonna be his vcw's debut here in alexandria in northern virginia lots of shows they do down around roanoke area so mm-hmm. excited to see them in person see them in person and see logan send off so Logan was promoting this earlier today saying they are down to select tickets left. So I'm going to check really quick while we're here. If, if we are down to uh, the end of the line on these tickets, let me refresh the page. And while you do that, one thing I do want to say about Logan, definitely been to a lot of Nova Pro events. Um, yes. And, and Logan, if you ever saw him wrestle in person or see him live, it's a shame that he did not get an opportunity to go even farther uh, mm-hmm. within his career. I know he had some AEW appearances. Yeah. Um, and, and things of that nature. But the guy is really talented. Um, the guy is really, you know, uh, really good on the mic. And just the one percent where he lives in a gated community <laughs> inside a gated community right? within the gated That's community. Right. And, 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 and just the gimmick that he used with that, if you ever followed him or just locally here at wrestling, you have a treat. So please, if you got a chance to come out, I of course you won't be able to be there because I have to go out of town again, have a conference and go to a New Orleans. But if I was here, I would definitely be at that event to get tickets. Um, So while Will said you got limited tickets available, please make sure you support. It's definitely worth going to see him in that main event. And Will, are there tickets there? There are still tickets there. So as of tonight, front row is gone, but the rest of the place is you know, they're only doing front row and then general admission for the rest. But ringside, yeah. rest of the tickets are still there. $25 a piece, November 11th here in Alexandria. Bell time is 7.30, doors at 6.30. There's parking down there because it's a city-owned rec center. So I know that deal, there's a pretty sizable lot there because it shares a lot with the schools. So I don't think parking is going to be an issue. There's uh, already up uh, packages for if you want to meet Nyla Rose and get autographs or just photos. There's stuff up for that too. Uh, VCWProWrestling.com is where you can get your tickets for VCW's Alexandria debut and the retirement match of Logan Easton LaRoe this Saturday night here in Alexandria. That's November 11th. So that is our Big Gold Belt Podcast Indie Spotlight for this week. Hope to see you there. I'll be down there. I know a bunch of the crew is going to be down there because 
this is a big one for us local yes, folks. Indeed, indeed. So excited to see it go down. Excited to give Logan the send off he deserves this Saturday night. All right. So our third topic for the evening as we tear through this show, we'll switch gears to AEW and more specifically Ring of Honor. Because I'm not sure what's going on here. And last night on Dynamite, there was some weird stuff that happened. And then we had some news that came out later today that kind of adds on to it. But the first domino that fell is last night on Dynamite, you had ROH TV title defense from Samoa Joe, who's been you know completely dominating that title yep. for a good while here. Been a dominant ROH TV champion, you know, been kicking ass and taking names. And last night he had a title defense against Keith Lee. Big matchup, big matchup, big guys, big match. Hell, it's enough for me to tune in, and I don't tune in to Dynamite that often. <laughs> but hell, I was like, I will check that match out. So perfect timing, and I happened to be around when it started. Flipped it on, watched the match, went through a commercial break. Awesome. Just what you would expect from Keith Lee and Samoa Joe. Just two big guys laying it in, hard shots. Awesome, you know, fun little TV match right there. Absolutely. Joe win. Joe wins by rear naked choke takes out Keith Lee, successful title defense. And then after the match, you know, he gets the belt. He's looking at the TV title and he grabs the mic and he has this weird look on his face. He lays the ROH TV title down in the ring and says, I'm done with this belt. I don't want it anymore. I'm moving on to bigger and better things and bigger concerns. I want the AEW world title. So he essentially vacates the belt in the ring and makes it known he's going after MJF. And the rest of the show he spends, has a couple confrontations with MJF, but he beat Keith Lee, and literally just, ah, I don't want this belt anymore. So a lot of people say he vacated. To me, it was like, to me, it came across like he abandoned the ROH TV title, which immediately just led me to thinking, it's like, why, why should I care about Ring of Honor? in its current form. It's already had a hurdle to me that it's behind. You know, we've joked a lot on the show about it's behind a paywall, the yeah. paywall of honor because yeah. the show exists on honor club. And that's the only way to see it. It's behind their nine 99 subscription. And you have the ROH titles melded into AEW where they're on their TV shows, but it's almost like there's no rhyme or reason to it. You have these random title defenses that happen here and there. The bucks have like the tag titles and it's just kind of like, uh, and like it's there, but you know, it's not filling the role of NXT like in WWE, but it exists at this other brand that only exists on the subscription service that randomly has title matches here and there. And then you have Samoa Joe, who's this big name has a title defense. And it's like, eh, I don't need this belt. I want the real, I want the real title. I don't, I don't need this thing. Cause I joked last night. He's a, he even, he realized he's like, why do I want to have a TV title for a show? that doesn't have for, for a company that doesn't have a TV show. So I was like, what are they doing here? What, 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 what are they even doing here? And then the second part of this, that dropped today before I throw it to you, mm -hmm. it came out today that apparently the CW and their talks about expanding into sports had a talk with Tony Khan regarding ROH in 2022, I guess some point after he purchased it last year about putting ROH on the CW. Yeah. And Tony Khan apparently was not interested yep. and um, said he had a nice conversation with the guy that had, you know, no hard feelings or nothing, but he was not interested in pursuing ring of honor on the CW. So it stays as a subscription thing. And as it has since this entire time. So I mean, it begs the question to me, what, what are we doing with ring of honor? What's the point? How am I supposed to invest in this? Why should I be interested? What, what purpose is it serving? Uh, do you have any, what are your feelings? Celis? Do you have any answers for me? Cause I was like, I don't get what they're doing. Why is ring of honor exist in this way? So now I'm going to take, you know, Jamal's words. It's like, do I even care? Like, right. why should, why I, care? should I care? <laughs> right. But here's why I don't care. That's how it, exactly. Here's how I don't care. But I would say, you know, two things I was very upset about this. You disrespected two things with this. You disrespected the ROH as a whole from mm -hmm. the history of what they've done as far as how many wrestlers that was used as a platform to put over in major wrestling promotions. You had a lot of great talent that came from ROH in its heyday to where they are now. 
you disrespected that because normally when you vacate vacate a title, it's because of injury or something of the nature or a life circumstance mm -hmm. where you can't compete anymore. And now what you've done to that belt is it's like no matter who wins it after, it's like, well, that's the belt that Samoa Joe didn't want. So why, right. why do I care if I win this belt? What type of prestige do I have with this belt anymore? Because this guy says I'm bored with this belt, so I don't want to do it anymore. It's like if you retire the belt, if you like, okay, I'm done wrestling. I've done all I can do. Or if you want to say, hey, I need to move this on to the next person because I can't perform no anymore. But not after you win and then put it over. And speaking, I mean, win and just put it away. And speaking of winning, you beat Keith Lee. You just killed him in, in AEW's regime of ROH. Because in my opinion, you beat you lost to a guy that wanted to get rid of a belt because he doesn't want to wrestle with it anymore. So how do we look at Keith Lee? Not only did you lose, you tapped out. Yeah, you tapped out to a real, you didn't pin him. You tapped out to a rear naked choke. And yeah. as talented as Keith Lee is, what does that say to him about what you do against him next? It's like whoever you put him, he might do good in the ring, but you're not going to win, Keith Lee. I, I just don't. I don't have any confidence in you as a wrestler based on how that was. No matter how good the match is, you lost through a tap out or a choke out. And the guy doesn't want this belt anymore because he says he's bored and I'm going to bigger and better things. You just trashed one of your top wrestlers that, in my opinion, since he's turned to WWE slash AEW, has never been used in the right way after he had both the what the North American title and the NXT title at the yeah. same time. He right. has been trashed ever since that moment. And that's not trash on him. That's trash on terrible booking that two of the top wrestling organizations have in this country are using with him. You just buried him as a as a professional wrestler. I I, I don't like that. Um, so I'm I'm just disgusted on all ends with it. And even if Samoa Joe wins the world title on AEW, I don't look at him as somebody that's the big monster. I just look at somebody who's just been booked terribly wrong in a terrible way. Yeah, you just remind by you just mentioned the perfect damn thing there. Where it's like Keith Lee was North American champ, then went on to win the NXT title and had the visual of both belts and that's then gave up term. the lesser one. Yes. And that's usually how these things are done. It's like you have the one belt, and if you go on a streak with it, and it's like, okay, then they get a shot at the bigger one, and maybe they win it, maybe they don't. But if they win it, that's like, okay, you can't have both. Yep. One of them's gotta go. And then you vacate the lower one. Not this idea of, oh. I'm just when I just keep winning all these title defenses. You know what? This thing, I don't need this. Yeah. It's like I'm just gonna go over the it's like just have him keep the ROH TV title and be going after MJF. Yes. At the same time. What what is the point of this? I gotta I I, I gotta do this. Especially how I thought this MJF has won half of the ROH tag titles at the same time as yep. he has the AEW title. Yep. So he has two belts. What's this? What are we doing here? Winner <laughs> takes all. Yeah, I don't, I don't, none of it, at, even logically, in just the sense of like the way ROH and AEW are intertwined. Yeah. He wants to go after a guy who has a belt in AEW and a belt in ROH. Why is he, oh, I got to get rid of this one first. I don't care about why. It. I don't, yeah, it doesn't, I don't, none of it adds up to me. It's yeah. like you beat Keith Lee. I can, I get being like, okay, we don't want him to have to drop the TV title first. I, yep. I can get that. And maybe the thinking is, well, he's not going to beat MJF. So then how does that work with him being TV champ if he loses to someone else? And then like, but how, you figure it out. You Absolutely. don't paint yourself into a corner like that. Th this way of doing it just, like, now I'm just like, unless the idea is, well, we're just getting rid of the TV title, which I pet fine with me. They have too many belts in my opinion. Yeah, so yeah. I'm 100% fine with, hey, if the, if the idea is, you know what, we're getting rid of the TV title, so essentially this is how we're deactivating it, that Samoa Joe doesn't care about it, it's just going to disappear into the ether, then, okay, not a great way to do it, but you know what, hey, that's how going to get rid of it, fine. It's it's on par when, got in WCW, when they were going down, when Scott Hall won the TV, it's the TV title too, even. Scott yeah. Hall wins the TV title and literally threw it in a trash can on Nitro. Because he didn't care. At least that's him being Scott Hall and being a jerk and, you know, being like, you know, I don't care about this. But Samoa Joe, it don't fit. 
No. They don't fit his character of like honorable, like, you know, big tough guy Samoa Joe. It's like, I don't need this. I don't it it doesn't fit the character. The Scott Hall thing at least it like fit the character. It wouldn't even fit him if he was Sweet Tooth, which he played in Twisted Metal. It didn't fit him if he was playing that gimmick as a character in in AWRH. So it's it just didn't mesh. It, I didn't like yeah. it at all. And when you're trying to sell this show that's behind a paywall that people have to pay to see, yeah. that's going to have pay that's there's still going to be promoting they're promoting a pay per view in December. Yeah, it's going to be part of the service now at least, so you don't have to pay extra for it. But still, you're trying to drive subscribers no. to honor club and at the same time telling them like oh the ring of honor title for Samoa Joe don't want that nope. so if the wrestlers ain't even investing in it as like something to aspire to why should i open up my wallet for it? exactly exactly I, I don't care i mean i mean the, the biggest plus i hear about ring of honor is how athena is just on this incredible run as women's champ that's the biggest thing i always hear about it all the time and you know, I'd, I'd be kind of curious to check it out. And Lord knows there are ways to do that. But at the same time, it's like, even if I'm going to have to invest my time into it and not pay a dime, it's like, you're just telling me the brand doesn't matter doing yep. it this way. Yep. So I, I, it's, I don't get what they were thinking with it. I, I just, I don't get the reasoning behind it, but I don't know. Well, well if the other guys are here next week. Gonna have, to, gonna have to throw that out to the rest of them. Cause I, I don't, I'd love to hear like a reasonable explanation. Yep. Or why why this was like this was the move to do. This this was the move to do. So I don't know. All right. Oh, and to quickly go back uh-huh. to the to the thing about the CW deal with yeah. ROH and them not pursuing that. The one I did hear one possible reason on that that did make sense to me. So if Tony Khan did something with ROH on the CW, yep. that wouldn't then be in sync with the time period because AEW's contract is coming up. So maybe this idea was just simply that I want all my stuff to be available when the AEW deal ends with you know, the WB uh, Warner Brothers at the end of this year, that he wants to have all his stuff available at one time. And of course, he, doing, going to the CW would be outside of Warner Brothers. So he wouldn't have all his, all of his pieces you know, on the table available to him. Right. That was it. So I, I don't know, but either way, I don't see the thing that got me was like, I'm surprised that the CW had an interest in ROH mainly just because it's like, I just don't see there being, I don't see there being this big clamoring of interest in mm-hmm. ring of honor mm-hmm. to begin with. So it's kind of like, if you got on the CW, man, take it. <laughs> the NWA is talking about trying to get on there before all this NXT thing happened. Right. But I mean, I would, I got a feeling now with a, WWE on there, it's like that that window of other people getting on there is probably closing pretty quickly. So I don't know. That's my thoughts. You got anything else? We have, we have a couple minutes before we're at the top of the hour, but I've done everything I want to get into. So. Yeah, no problem. I just want to shoot on one thing that you mentioned, you know, just very briefly. If Athena was to come back in WWE, what mm-hmm. is going on right now? I think right. that would be very dynamic. I, I'm really proud because she has some bad injuries late in her WWE tenure and how she's come right. back now. I really, I really wish she would deserve another chance to be more of a forefront in women's mm-hmm. wrestling, and I wish she would have that spotlight. Um, so just shout out for her because, like you said, you know she's been doing fantastic. I always thought she was a great wrestler or is a great wrestler. That was I'm speaking to her in the past tense, but I just want to make sure I just acknowledge that because that was a great point. Yeah, no, Athena has definitely seems to be the highlight of what's going on in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I hear her run with the women's title is. The big thing that I see getting praised. Absolutely. It's good to hear that something exciting is happening over there in the midst of all this. So, folks, we are at our hour. It's been a quick show tonight. It always is. Hopefully we'll have some more of the crew back next week. Every week now, it seems we don't know who's going to show up. It's a cavalcade of faces. So we will see what's up next week, folks. But every Thursday night. 8 p.m. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is here, chopping up the week in wrestling live here on the web, streaming, whether it's uh, Twitch, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it these days, YouTube. The video stream is up on Friday. The podcast version drops on all of your favorite podcast platforms. So whether you want audio or video, Big Gold Belt Media has it for you. In the meantime, of course, check out everything Big Gold Belt Media on the web at BigGoldBelt.com. And, of course, on social media at Big Gold Belt on all platforms. Big Gold Belt Media, wrestling, movies, comics, and more. Two James was at the Marvels premiere the other night, so there's stuff about Marvels. All kinds of stuff going on because we are getting into that holiday season of a 
all, all the big releases are coming out. So Marvel's dropped. I'm waiting on the Iron Claw, the Von mm-hmm. Eric's movie, which premiered mm-hmm. in Texas last night, going to be coming out in December. I'm chomping at the bit to see that. So we will be definitely having some Iron Claw content. I got to get with Chu James on that. And the strike is over. Yeah, Actors, the strike is over. Actors and writers are back. Exactly. So things are starting to happen. Things are starting to happen. Stuff's going to start churning. Creative juices are going to start flowing. So check out everything at biggoldbelt.com. But as I said, Thursday nights, 8 p.m. This is where you find us. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Glad to have Sellis here with me tonight. Until next time, I'm Will. That's Silly Sellis. And we will talk to you guys next week right here. Check out some wrestling between now and then. And we will talk to you soon. But I really need that big-